Hallelujah. We give you glory, Lord. We give you praise. Shamataya. Prostikaboshayata. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, we thank you, 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 we thank you. Oh, Shamataya, Gloria Masikurosa, ta 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 tu. Shalalalalalalosikaria Masikurosiama. Oh, you're so sweet, Jesus. Oh, you're sweet, Jesus. Hamayana. Jesus is the sweetest name I know. We're gonna praise his holy name. That's the reason why I love him so. Jesus is the sweetest name I know. Jesus is the sweetest name I know. We're going to praise his holy name. That's the reason why I love him so. Jesus is the sweetest name I know. Jesus Jesus is the sweetest name I know. That's the reason why I love him so. Jesus is the sweetest name I know. Yeah. 
that trouble you were there for me sabatikoto yahweh you were here for me Time of need. 
Hallelujah, have a season. You are here for me. Glory, 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 glory. We give you glory. She on my title. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. We magnify his name. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, say hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We give you glory. We give you glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We give you glory. 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 Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We give you the glory. Hallelujah. You are here. 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 Oh, you're here. You're here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's here, y'all. He's here. Do you feel his presence? He's here. He's always here. He's always here. Shabbatiah. Some places that you may go to, you may not feel him, but he's here. I'm always saying I'm hot. And I'm thinking it's the heat. But my daughter always denies me. No, mommy. That's the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. That's fire. Hallelujah. 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 We thank you, Jesus. We give you the glory. Shabbatiah. Yes. You are here. You are here. Shabbatiah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You are here for me. He's here for us, y'all. Yahweh, Yahweh, you are here for me. Hey, Hallelujah. 
We give him all the praise. Hallelujah. We give him the honor. Hallelujah. 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 The Lord God, he is so holy. Amen. We thank God for being holy, a holy God. Amen. We thank God for being who he is. Glory to God. We just give God all the glory. We give God all the honor. Hallelujah. We give him, we praise his name. Amen. Glory to his name. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's just go into a place of worship. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank the Lord. Amen. For him being God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I got to tune it in. Could you cut it back on so I can tune it? You can cut it back on. Hiya, my son. Shia, my son. Gloria, mama. Could you talk in a place? Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Apostle. It's Apostle who taught me how to do. All of this with the mixer, amen, hallelujah. We thank God for his life, amen, hallelujah. Let's just go into a place of worship, amen. Yeah. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
know what it took for her to push that out. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. Sister Christian, God bless you. Amen. You know, we have to push. Hallelujah. Pastor Benedict, we have to push God's people. Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes we may not know, but the Bible says that we have to always, what, be ready in season and, what, out of season. Amen. So we thank God for your faithfulness. Amen. Hallelujah. She could have easily said, you know what, I haven't rehearsed. Let me just wait. But she let the Lord use her. Amen. And that's when God shows up, when we just get up out of ourselves and just let him move in us. So we just thank the Lord. Amen. We give God the praise and we're not going to hold you long because the man of God is in the house. First of all, I want to give honor to God. Amen. For bringing us here on this morning. I thank God for Apostle Joe. As a more God bless you, man of God. Uh, hallelujah. God bless you, daughter. Amen. And we want to also welcome, I'm not going to say guest speaker. We say guest pastor, but he is like a brother to us. Amen. Hallelujah. I'll never forget the time when I come to Ghana. I always come with my family. Hallelujah. Apostle Joel Azamoa. But when we had traveled to Accra, amen, the man of God and his family, glory to God, welcomed us in, amen. And I tell you, it was more than a welcome, hallelujah. They met us at the airport. They made sure, hallelujah, we got to where I went and made sure wherever I stayed that I was okay. Not just okay, but when I was in Accra, because when I'm in Kumasi, I'm fine because Apostle Joe, hallelujah, El Ezzamore and family takes good care of me there. But when I was in the cry, my son, Jacob, and I thank God for Pastor Benedict and his family, hallelujah, for also taking me in. And it was an awesome time in the Lord. And I tell you, just to see what the Lord have done in the man of God's life, hallelujah. Always been a man of God, love God. But God pushed him to another level in him. Glory to God. I'll never forget the day when we all met and we came to the house and we were gathered in the room and they went and got me tilapia and we, we began to break bread and the Lord began to speak and the Lord began to minister to all of us. And the profound word came to the man of God, which he can sit here and acknowledge on today when the Lord told him that he will go forth and do great and mighty works. Amen. And I told you now what a year by that time, a year now, two years, but he's been working in the ministry um, prior to that. But the Lord word came to pause where the Lord allowed him to now step out into the branch that he have um, wanted him to step out into. And he took the call and he, now he is walking in the calling and walking in the ministry that God have called him into still connected divinely with his father and the ministry that he come from under and that is very vital and important that you still stay connected even from where you come from and how that the man of God pushed him and also is connected still with him as a father you know it's nothing like getting the father's blessing when you have when the Lord had called you out from underneath hallelujah where you were from amen so that lets us know his character that lets us know who he is amen so we thank God for that because most people just leave and most people there's not even a word they just went amen hallelujah but they wasn't sent so we just thank God that he was sent and today 
He is in this house. Amen. Hallelujah. Soar International Outreach Network. He's here to proclaim the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we could not have let him leave without coming to share a word with us all the way from Ghana. Amen. So we are honored to have you here. We don't take it lightly. Amen. Even though we're family, but at the end of the day, when the man God say, no, I want to come and be a blessing to the house of God. Amen. Hallelujah. I thank you because he could have went anywhere else. Hallelujah. Uh, many of you know, hallelujah. Um, capital O2, amen. Um, um, what is it? Living bitter? Living bitter, amen. Hallelujah. We thank God for his father, amen, the founder, but now the Lord have allowed him and the family to um, take over, hallelujah, the, the company. So now, hallelujah, and they're leaving, and we um, just thank God for them still moving forward with the living bitter and other um, things that they're, they're doing with the company and the Capital O2 Radio, and now the ministry, glory to God. We thank God for International Charismatic Church. Um, Desumin, I got it, Desumin, I got it, I got it, I can't believe it, Desumin Branch, Zodak Temple, and Ghana Accra, amen, we thank God for, hallelujah, amen, for that, and also I see a big hello to my daughter, amen, Benedicta, amen, you know, y'all didn't know they were twins, hallelujah, Bened Pastor Benedict, and I always say she don't like it, but Evangelist Benedicta, amen, hallelujah. I've been saying that since I met her, hallelujah. So I send greetings to her as well. She took very good care of me, also in a place with Pastor Benedict when I was there in Accra. So I thank God for that. She made sure I ate three times a day. You know, usually I eat one time a day, right, Apostle Joe? But she made sure I ate three times a day. Hallelujah. And make sure I ate all my food. Hallelujah. So we thank God for her great hospitality. And I'm not going to um, be before you long. I just want to thank everybody for coming. Those that are listening live, we don't take it for granted. We have over 297 countries listening, even because we're podcasting now. Only reason why we're on the Facebook Live today, because I wanted to bring him forth also so that his family and friends can come on to see him as well. But we're coming off of the Facebook Live and going straight just podcasting. So through the podcast, we're connected to so many different podcasters like Apple, Spotify, um, um, just so many different. I can't even name them all. They're all on the on the form here. Oh, okay. Apple, Speaker, iHeart, Hallelujah, Google, Amazon, um, Desert, and so many others. So if you cannot connect to the Podbean, you can connect to any other podcast. If you just put in Sword TV International or Redeem to uh, Reveal to Redeem TV Radio, you will get us, and you'll just see the logo with the. Um, soar with the American, African, and all the other different countries surrounding the logo. Amen. And you can join in or Zoom, which is our Zoom ID 788-277-2799. Our code is 1115, or you can join us, 1115 Hicks Boulevard, Suite 5. Fairfield, Ohio, 45014. They say, oh, we still, yes, we're open. Amen. I know a lot of places. We're, we're here. We're in the building. We're not just um, live. Amen. Hallelujah. We're in the building. You're welcome to come. So please, we still have time. Amen. And I just wanted to go ahead and just say a couple announcements because when a man of God flow, he's going to flow. And we're going to get right into the word and let the spirit of God use him. 
and I don't want to interrupt that afterwards. So make sure you join us Monday. Go into your various places. Remember, every Monday at 7 p.m. we pray. Wherever you are, we're praying for um, the five-fold ministry, praying for your pastor, your church, your families, your children. So you take that hour wherever you are and just take a time out to pray every Monday, 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Amen. So wherever you are, just if you're in your car going to work and you can't go home, just pray right there. Amen. Amen. And then on this Tuesday is our second Tuesday. Um, it is Let's Talk. I am a Psalms 139-14 woman. Hour at 12 noon. We have that hour with our women network. Men are welcome as well. So we'll get on and we'll talk about um, in the marketplace, depending on what the Lord will speak on. So that's every second Tuesday of the month. I am a Psalms 139-14 woman. 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. Then on Thursday is our biblical study from 6.30 to 7.30. Amen. And then on Sunday, you God is willing, we're back here at 8.45 a.m. And we're still in the book of Ezekiel, Just Live, Amen series. So we'll be on chapter, hallelujah, um, we'll do chapter 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, hallelujah. We'll do a couple chapters that whole sermon because we missed um, this Sunday, amen. So before long, I want to um, go, um, I'll let uh, Apostle introduce Apostle um, Pastor Okay, he don't have, um, okay, so I'll do an introduction, amen, because I don't need a bio, because I know him personally, amen, through the ministry, amen, through us um, ministry and coming to Ghana, amen, and I know the things that the Lord is using him to do, um, outreach and so many other things there in Ghana, hallelujah, and, and just, and, and, and I'll let him just explain some things that he's doing, because a lot of times we don't have to read a whole sheet of paper just to know who somebody is, is you actually seeing them, amen, living it, amen, which matters, amen, and I have saw the man of God live, who he and what he's going to say he does, so this is not something that is written, but this is something that I've seen with my own eyes, and I know him by his character. I know him by his love. But most of all, I know him by his hospitality because I know the way that he treated myself and Apostle Joe and family when we came to a crowd there to be with them. And that's something that you can never forget when it's such great hospitality, making sure that you're okay. And it's not just making sure you're okay because you're there, but even before we got there, and we didn't even know him. We met him maybe a month, right, Apostle? We met him a month before here in U.S. He came to one of our services. And then when we called him and said, hey, we're in Ghana, when we looked around, he there he was at the airport. And then from there, nonstop, amen. And then even from then to now, what's that, 2019, we're in 2022, still great relationship, and he's doing great things in God. So I'm going to go ahead and welcome our very own Pastor Benedict O'Toole. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank God for the opportunity to be here, to be gathered together with the saints. The word of God says the way to your people are gathered. The presence of the Lord is there. Thank you, Lord, that today you're going to touch many hearts and lives. 
send the word to number 10 and to his boy that it will accomplish the purpose for which it was sent. I pray that this morning, Lord, you will grant him utterance, the ability to speak the mysteries of God. And I pray that, Lord, our hearts will be open to be able to receive of you in the name of Jesus. We pray. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Uh, it's a great privilege once again to be here. I think Apostle has said all, Apostle Robin has said a lot about what I need to say. So, um, we met, we met each other somewhere in 2019, and we became close and the rest is history. So, we want to thank God for your presence down and the opportunity, most importantly, to share the word of God here. Greetings from Virginia this year. I have the blessing of Reverend Victor Opanabijay Bee of Virginia this year, International Charismatic Church. And I also want to thank him for the opportunity granted me to manage or well, man or head or be a resident pastor of Charismatic Marriage at Alton. So, greetings from my wife and the entire church. Hallelujah. Right. So, Pastor Joe. God bless you too. I acknowledge you. Thank you so much for your gentility. Yeah, I know you are now the state, so don't. Hallelujah. All right. This morning, um, I want to share with us what I've entitled Recognizing the Life of God in You. Recognizing the Life of God in Us. What I've noticed is that many believers, even though we Accept the fact that we have we, we, we are born again, we have eternal life. Our actions, the way we go about things, tells us that we have no, we don't really believe what we have. Hallelujah. I want to take up a passage from the book of John to use that to demonstrate what normally happens to believers. We look mostly outward. We look to people. We look to what God is going to do. Hallelujah. So let's go to John chapter 5, verse 1 to 10. That's where I'm going to pick up scripture from. The Bible says, John chapter 5, verse 1 to 10. And let me use the New King James. I think that's better. Um, all right. John chapter 5, verses And after these things, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. And there in Jerusalem, by the sheep gate, a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethsaida, having five porches. In these lay a multitude of those who were sick, blind, lame, and withered, waiting for the move of the Spirit. And I want to underline the word, waiting for the move of the Spirit. For an angel of the Lord went down at certain seasons into the pool and stirred up the water. Whoever then first, after a stirring up of the water, stepped in, was made well from whatever disease which was which he had afflicted or was afflicted. A man was there who had been ill. For 38 years. And then 
Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been a long time in that condition, said to him, do you wish to get well? And this is a message for somebody here. Do you wish to get well? Do you wish to come out of your predicament? Do you wish to do better than what you're doing today? The sick man answered him and said, Sir, I have no man to put me into the water. This is what I talk about, the fact that he's always looking at somebody. I have no man to pull me into the pool when the water is stirred, stirred up. But while I'm coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your pallets and walk. Immediately the man became well and picked up his pallet and began to walk. Now it was a Sabbath day, so Jesus, so the Jews were saying to the man who was cured, is it, it is a Sabbath and it's not permissible for you to carry your pallet. Hallelujah. Now, what I'm trying to pick up from this passage is the fact that this is a man who had been impotent for 38 years. Mm-hmm. And from his own confession, he said that any time he makes an attempt to jump into the water after the angel stares the water up, somebody always goes ahead of him. And I'm not denying the fact that there are angelic activities there are activities that God occasionally will stir some waters. God may want, in a season, may bring certain angels your way. God can send men of God to come and minister, just like I'm doing today, to be a blessing. But most of the times, those blessings affect very few. We have only few testimonies. We can organize programs and you see that after the program, out of the lot, you have quite an infinitesimal amount of people that is so small compared to the multitude who come to talk about what the Lord has done. And sometimes you sit back and ask yourself, but why, why is not God concerned about me? I've been to programs where the man of God will prophesy and be calling people out and you wish that you were the one that you be called. And you want God, you want to hear a word mm-hmm. from the prophet. Mm-hmm. You wish you were the one that God called. Mm-hmm. And this can continue for years. Mm-hmm. You can move from programs upon programs, and at a point, you can get to the point of desperation and think that maybe God doesn't like, like you. But you see, this story gives us something very powerful, which I want to draw attention to, that you begin to recognize what God has deposited inside you than to be looking at at the externals. And I'm not playing down on the externals. I'm not playing down on angelic visitation. I'm not playing down on what the angels can do once in a while in the season to step up toward us. I'm not playing down on the fact that God can speak through somebody. But what God wants to draw our attention to is the fact that do you want to get well? Is the question. And you can get it from the man's response that all this while he's been looking out of who will come and deliver? Who will come and do what? Who will come and help me? But little did he know that the answer was in him. Praise the Lord. I'm 
And this morning, I came to encourage somebody that is alone. You may be destroying, you may be gotten to the point of desperation where you are almost at the point of giving up because you think that God doesn't really care about you. But I'm came, I came to tell you that God has deposited so much in us. If only we will look inward, you can easily rise up and take up your, 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 your crutches and, and whatever and begin walk. This is the dream of God for the world. And this is what Paul preached in Colossians chapter 1. He said, this is the mystery which God had hidden in time past, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. You begin to look inward and begin to understand what God has done for you and what it means to be a believer if we begin to look into that and stop looking and waiting for the waters to be stirred, I tell you, if you don't take time, you may, you may, you may, you may think that God doesn't like you, and you will give up your faith and think, well, look, maybe I'm not, I'm not good enough for God. He doesn't like me. But what I know is that God knows what He has demonstrated in us. Hallelujah. Second Peter chapter one, verse three. Second Peter chapter one. Second Peter. Second Peter chapter one, verse three and four. One of my favorite scriptures. So seeing that His divine power has granted unto us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of Him who has called us. Who has called us by his own glory and excellence. Verse 4. For by these he has granted us his precious and magnificent promises. That by then you may be partakers of that divine nature. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world to come. To end by death and last. So what is this scripture is trying to uh, uh, tell us according to Peter. Is the fact that whatever you need as a Christian. Have been given to us. Nothing else is coming from anywhere. What God wants to do in you is complete. What God has started, He has already completed. In Hebrews chapter 4, He said that God said, after God created everything, He rested. And up till now, He is still resting because whatever He needs to do, He has finished. And when you become born again, whatever you need to grow, is in you. Hallelujah. Same first Peter 1 verse 20, 23, that being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of the incorruptible by the word of God, which lives and abides forever. So you are made of the word. You are made of the incorruptible seed. Nothing can corrupt the potential that God has for us and God is doing in us. Praise the Lord. What God wants us to begin to recognize is to look away from the externalities and begin to look inward what he has begun in us. And if every day you begin to thank God and bless him, the Bible says that uh, in John chapter 7, verse 37, the Bible says that in that, that, that day of the feast, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood up and cried, if anyone test, let him come. As the scripture has said, he that believeth, 
out of his belly, mm -hmm. not from anywhere, but from your own belly shall flow rivers of living waters. Yeah. What it means is that whatever you need is already right there. Whatever you need, whatever God wants to make of you is already right there. It comes in as a seed. And that seed needs to be watered. That seed needs to be nurtured. That seed needs to grow. Hallelujah. Amen. So from this story, you can tell that many Christians find ourselves like that. And many times we move from one program to the other. We move from one man of God to the other. And sometimes, you know, some of the things we go through as, as a believer, I know many people who have been abused by, some of them have been abused by men of God in, the, in their quest to have solutions and answers. Today, and, and, and it's quite unfortunate that sometimes in the pulpit, we don't also prepare our own people to be on their own. We, grain, we train them to depend on us, the men of God. And when it happens like that, you, you become their God. And like this man who was by the pool of the cider, I'm sure he was so bitter about everybody around. I'm sure he might be so bitter about his, his own family members who have abandoned him. For how long can we be carrying you? Mm -hmm. And how many times did the angel come to stir the waters? Once. And it's for only the person who can join. It's, I, I can just imagine, you know, imagine how this man would have felt. And Jesus said he knew for 38 years. It's, it's funny. When he asked him, do you want to get well? Mm -hmm. The first thing that came out of the man's heart was full of bitterness. Yeah. Full of bitterness. Yeah. I've been here for 38 years. I don't have anybody to help me. And then when I do that, nobody minds me. I mean, all my family, families have abandoned me. And Jesus was so much interested. Do you want to get well? So my friend, just get up. Is that simple? Yes, it is that simple. When the day you make up your mind to rise, you'll be shocked what kind of power that is deposited in any believer. Every believer. Praise the Lord. And I came to encourage somebody. My message will be very short. I'm here to encourage. There are a few scriptures I want to pour out and just to help us. Hallelujah. Another account in Luke chapter 17, the Bible said that Jesus healed 10 lepers. And then one of them came back to thank him. And then in thanking him, uh, he passed a comment which I want to draw attention to everyone to, want, want to go to. Luke chapter 17, verse 17 to 21. And Jesus answering said, Where were there not 10 cleansed? But where are the nine? They are, they are not found that pretend to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said to him, Rise, go thy way, for thy faith hath made thee whole. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Neither shall they say, Lo, here or there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Hallelujah. He says, if the kingdom of God is not there, nor here. No moving from this place, the next time you hear programs, and that is why, unfortunately, we have a shifting cultivation in the church. You have 
At one time, people will come in your numbers. Another time, they move to another place because here and there, and that is the same warning that the Lord Jesus gave to the members. And when you do that, you are easily going to fall prey to the, the false prophet and antichrist. Because the antichrist are always said, they are there. So when you follow this uh, person very well, it ended up about the antichrist in the last days. How people will be moving from places to places because they think the power of God is not here. I'm telling you, in this house, there is so much power in this house. And this house, there is, and the power of God can only work when you connect to that power. And that power is inside you. It's not here. It's not there. It's not moving from one place to the other. But it's in the kingdom of God that is what is inside you. That's why I tell to my message, recognizing the life of God that is in you by Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. If only we begin to look in God. If only you begin to take a step. You may be sick and you've taken all the medications and there seems to be no answer. You've prayed all the prayers. You've been to places. Some even go to prayer camps. Stay there waiting for a, a visitation. I've been to places where, I mean, I've had testimony of people who've gone to uh, prayer camps and then an angel came and, of course, they had their healing. Mm-hmm. But these are things that happen once in a season. You only have few testimonies like that. But the majority of the testimony that what God is interested in when an individual will recognize that, look, God is in me and I, I have it. If only I will rise up. Hallelujah. So if you if you are struggling in your Christian life, if, if things are not going well the way you want it, if you are disappointed with your pastors, if you think that they have not done enough, it's, it's quite unfortunate. You know, then sometimes pastors can go any length, give all their monies, pray for people, and people easily forget some of the good things that the men of God have done the sacrifice, the fasting, the all night they pray for their for their for their members. And just because they have not got solutions, they take and become bitter rather against the people who was helping them. And that is the case of this man. Amen. Peter doesn't want to know. And Jesus had to heal him. In fact, when when we read the account later, Jesus told him that go and sin no more. What does that say? It's a sin of bitterness that will keep you where you are. Because the more you look up for people, the more you'll be disappointed. God wants you to look at him. He has not placed anybody as a mediator between you and him. There is only one who is a mediator between God and man. And Bible calls him the man Jesus. And the Bible says, looking unto him, the author and the finisher of our faith. If there is anything to look up to, it is unto Jesus and not a man. I respect men of God, and I'm not here this, saying this to spite men of God. No, I'm saying that God likes it more when you recognize every good thing that is in you by Christ Jesus. That takes me to Philemon chapter 1, verse 5 and 6. The hearing of your love and faith which you show towards the Lord Jesus and to all saints, that the communication of your faith becomes effectual by you acknowledging every good thing that is in you by Christ Jesus. Listen, there are good things in us. 
And one of the, the, the funny things is that it, it looks like we have still not understood the gospel of Jesus. We still not understood when the Bible, when the God says that you are cleansed, you are holy, you are made righteous. We cannot, it's too big for us to embrace it. So we don't have the confidence to go to God ourselves. And most of the time, that is the more reason why we look up to people to help us. But God says that come boldly into the throne of grace and obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. He needs yourself. Don't take anybody as a mediator. There is something inside us that the day will rise up, it will surprise you the kind of power you can generate and how that you begin to love God. You become useful in the hands of God. You become effective. So by acknowledging every good thing that is in you by Christ, the communication, the sharing of your faith becomes effective when you begin to acknowledge every good thing that is in you by Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. John, the book of John, I mean the epistles of John, is a book that continues to remind the believer of what is in you. 1 John 2, 27, said, But the anointing which, is, which you have received of him abideth in you. The anointing you receive of Christ, it abides. It has not gone. Some people think that when you make mistakes and God gets angry, then you go and quote some uh, 50 verse, whatever, that created me a clean heart, oh God, and, and um, renew and rise me within me. Cast me not away from me. Take not thy spirit away. No. The Bible says in the New Testament that when the Holy Ghost comes, he shall abide with you forever. So what about those who mess up? It will surprise you that the anointing of God has never left. The ability to overcome sin is not from outside. It's inside. And when you are not recognizing the gift, you may have the power within, but sin can have dominion. But the day you will recognize that there is an anointing inside me, that day the anointing takes over and sin becomes an issue of the past. So sin should not rather take you up when, when you are being controlled and disturbed by you know certain things that you know is not right before God. It is it tells me clearly that you have not yet recognized the gift of God in you. It's not that you run away from God. It's not that God has left. He has never left. The anointing, first John 2, verse 27, but the anointing which you have received of him abideth in you. And you need not any man teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you all things, and it's true, and it's not a lie, and even as it has taught you, you shall abide in him. Never at any point tell yourself that I don't, I don't believe, I, don't, I feel like the Holy Spirit has gone. I don't feel the Holy Spirit. You don't feel him. Believe by revelation. If he says it's in you, believe it. Whether you feel it or you don't feel it, the anoint, as long as you have believed in Christ Jesus, as long as you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Bible says in 1 John 5 that whosoever is born, whosoever believes that Jesus is the Christ, 1 John 5, 1, whosoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. It's as simple as it is. He never said whosoever does the right thing. Whosoever is trying to be holy. Whosoever 
whatever is trying to be faultless. No. Whosoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And then verse 4 says, whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And then said, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. The fact that you have faith in Christ is enough to overcome the world. Hallelujah. And it's so that you see that if the, if the world is having dominion over you, it tells me clearly that you have not acknowledged that by faith in Christ. But as long as your faith is in Christ, you have overcome the world. You have overcome sin. You have overcome the activity of darkness. And, 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 and you will find yourself walking in victory one after the other. But if you are a believer and you are still struggling with some things in your life, it tells me clearly that you have not yet believed. Jesus says, when the Holy Spirit comes, he shall convict the world of sin. Of righteousness and of judgment. John chapter 16 verse 9. And he says, of sin because they did not believe. So what is sin? Sin is simply not believing in Christ and the finished work of Christ. You, that is called sin. In fact, Jesus defines sin. In the Old Testament, we define sin as the transgression of the law. But when Christ came, this is the definition of sin. That in the of sin because they did not believe. Now, the, Bible, the word of God tells me that when you receive Christ, you have eternal life. And you tell me, I don't, I don't feel eternal life. Jesus. I don't feel like I'm born again. I don't feel that kind of the mood I used to be in when I used to lift up my hands and I feel that sensation. It is because you have been worshipping God with your sensations. And feelings are not stable. Because at times you feel good, at times you don't feel good. If you want to relate with God with your feelings, you might think he's not there. But he said the anointing which you have received abides. It has never gone anywhere. You only have to acknowledge him. You only have to tell God, I know you are with me. I believe that Jesus died. I believe that on the third day he rose again. And that is where I receive eternal life. Whosoever believes in him should not perish but have. You have it. Unless that scripture is not true. And God is not a liar. First John 5 says that whosoever does not believe in God and does not believe in the testament of God because he has made him a liar. And God cannot lie. Whatever he says about you and about his son is true. When you believe it. You don't have to depend on your feelings. You believe the word. You believe the word. You may be sick and you have prayed. And you're thinking that an angel will come and probably touch you like what he said in the in the, in the, in the first John, in John chapter 5. You come and say the word, there's no angel is coming again. Whatever you need is inside you. Staring up. By his stripes I'm healed. You confess it. Whatever he says, you confess it. You believe it. The reason why you confess is because you are convicted. John, Romans chapter 4. The Bible says, Abraham believed. Is it Bible says, against hope he believed in hope. That he will become the father of many nations. And he started not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory. It is when you are growing in faith, you confess, you give glory, you thank God. When we rise up in the word of God, and begin to confess it. And not allow our feelings. The thing that happens around us. You know, sometimes it's funny when we talk about
poverty and wealth and mm-hmm. all that. And these things, you realize that when you talk about wealth or poverty, it's vanity. Mm-hmm. It's vanity. Because when you move from one, from the city to the village, mm-hmm. you will see how blessed you are. Mm-hmm. But whilst you are with certain people around you, you may think you are poor. It is the environment that determines whether you are poor or not. But the word of God says that a man's life does not consist in the abundance of things he possesses. No, a man's life is what he says about you. And do not allow the environment to define who you are. Allow the word to define who you are. You may have one car. And you were satisfied until you saw your colleague had two cars. You may have a place that you rest. You lay your head until you hear you may be renting an apartment mm-hmm. until you hear that your colleague had bought a house. Yeah. Then all of a sudden you feel like you are poor. No, yeah. no. Why? Because you are allowing the externals to define you. But if only you will look inward, you will be so satisfied. You will know that what the word of God says is true. Let not the environment determine who you are in Christ. Let not the external or your feelings determine who you are in Christ. You are what he says you are. You are truly anointed in his eyes. You see, in my life as a minister, I started recognizing the anointing of God when I chanced upon Luke chapter 4, verse 18. When Jesus went to the temple and he was given the scroll to read. He was given a scroll to read. And as he read, the Bible said he opened the word to, to Isaiah and Isaiah chapter 61. And he just only confessed the scripture in Isaiah 61. And all that he said was that the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel. He didn't need anybody to anoint him. And as much as I believe in anointing, he actually acknowledged took the word and personalized it. And when I caught the revelation, I told myself, look, I'm anointed. Why? Because the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And I say this to somebody who is listening to me, that listen, you are equally anointed. But first John says that, but the anointing which you have received abides. You are anointed. Draw on the anointing. Draw on that anointing because that anointing is going to bring out the the, cause you to move in the supernatural. But when you're looking at the externals, maybe you are waiting for a very powerful man of God to come and anoint you. Fine, he will do it for you. But it can never be compared to what you recognize inside you. What you recognize inside, what Christ has made in us. Our faith should be in the word that He has spoken. Hallelujah. When I saw the word of God working in my life, I began to recognize. But you know, you don't need to do this song resonating. They taste so sweet to trust in Jesus. Just to take Him at His word. Just to rest. Upon his voice, just to know that's it. That song is a, a message on its own. It is so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word. 
When whatever he tells you, just do. There's so much in us. If you are here and you are given up, the Lord send me to you to tell you that there is so much that is still presented. Just rise up, take up your, your cross, take up your the, everything, and just go. You don't need the externals. You don't need to wait for the seasons, once in a while seasons, to have the waters being stirred. There's so much still presented inside us. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. If you have received the witness of men, your problem is that we try to receive the witness of men. First John 5, 9. So if, 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 if we receive the witness of men, then the witness of God is greater. If you receive the testimony that people come here and come and praise the Lord, say, hallelujah. One day I came to church and pastor prayed for me. I fell down and anointed him over. And then something happened. I'm here to testify. These are testimonies. Like the blind, the, 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 the impotent man by the pool of the Sabbath. Because the testimonies of, of people who had jumped into the water and then, you know, uh, they got healed. I mean, the man was very distressed. So what about me? And any time I make an attempt to step in, somebody moves faster than me. So those testimonies are good. When we receive the witness or testimonies of men, the testimony of God is greater. For this is the testimony of the witness which he has testified of the Son. He that believeth on the Son had a witness in himself. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So concentrate on that testimony on the inside. He that believeth not God has made him a liar. Why should you say that you are not, you are not, you don't feel good, you don't feel right before God? Why? Is it because you got angry? Is it because you felt like that is what somebody made you feel like you're not you're not worthy before? But I one day went to a church and the man of God after preaching, I felt useless. I felt like I was a castaway. I felt like I was God doesn't need me. Because everything he said, he pointed to my weaknesses. And I felt like should rapture happen today. Maybe I'll miss it. I kept shivering and crying and had to call on God and all this while. And the more I cried and called on God, the more I rather felt back. I saw that I felt the distance because of the way the message was preached. I was not made to know that there was so much internal. Hallelujah. May God help us. May God give us the eyes to see what we have inside. May God help us to believe that what Jesus did on the cross is true. That you have eternal life. I read my last scripture and then we go, we'll finish. If we receive the witness of men, 1 John 5, 9-14. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God which he had testified of his son. He that believeth on the son has a witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar, because he believeth not the record that God gave about his son. And this is the record. What the record? That God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. He that has the son has the life. And he that has not the son of God has not life. These things have I written unto you. These things I'm reminding you. 
I'm writing to remind you that you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know. John is saying that I'm writing these things to you that believe, that you may know. And when you go to John chapter 20, um, verse 21, thereabouts, he also says similar thing. He said, I'm writing these things to you that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ. So the, the gospel was written for you to believe, but the epistle was written for you to know that those who have already believed, I'm writing these things to you that you will know that you have eternal life. It is easy for you to forget that you don't have life, don't have eternal life. And this is what John was trying to remind the church that I spoke to you earlier in the gospels that I wrote the essence of writing the gospel was to help you to know that Jesus, or help you to believe that Jesus was the Christ. Now that you have believed, I'm writing this episode to remind you that you will know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, May God bless his word. And I pray in the name of Jesus for anyone and all of everyone here, including myself, whatever we have heard will help us to recognize the grace of God, the eternal life, the life of God that is in us. Anyone who is weak, anyone who is given up, has given to the point of giving up, even some to the point of committing suicide. I pray by the authority of God's word. I pray and rebuke that spirit of suicide. I rebuke any spirit that is causing you to give up. I rebuke as every backsliding spirit in the name of the Lord Jesus. And I speak the word of God in authority that this word will not return to God void, but it will accomplish the purpose. I pray that the new life in you will be, will be renewed. In the name of Jesus, you will come to yourself and acknowledge that this life is in Christ. Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you for the word. We thank you for the miracle that has taken place. We thank you for the testimonies that we will follow after. In the name of Jesus, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. What do we say? God bless you, man of God. Let's give God some praise. Amen. Come on, let's give God some praise for this wonderful, wonderful word. Amen. Hallelujah. We thank you. Hallelujah, man of God. May the Lord God, let's all stretch our hands. Amen. To the man of God that we pray that the Lord God pour back into him just as he released out more anointing, more fire more of God's glory, in the mighty name of Jesus, may the Lord God continue to bless you, favor you, the ministry that the Lord have entrusted you to look over for his people, may the Lord God use you mightily, may the power and the glory of God continue to stay in the place, amen, that when people come, they should be made whole, they should pick up their palate and walk and rise, and shine because the glory of the Lord is upon them within them in the mighty name of Jesus. May the Lord use you mightily in Jesus' name. Let's give God some glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Let's give, you know, there was a right now word, amen, especially for this house, amen. And I know those that are listening, we thank God for that word, amen, because um, as the man of God began to talk about, Pastor Benedict began to talk about the ministry, the church as a whole, how the Lord God wants to remind us that the glory and the power of God is already invested in us because we are kingdom people, amen, and we need to know the authority and the power that is invested in us, not to have the power and authority over people to control them or rule them in a demonic way, but it's the power and authority that God has given us to what heal the sick, to raise the dead, and to what cast out devils, amen. And I pray that even as this word has went forth, that we shall get up and arise. I like what he said. He said, we need to get ourselves up and I rise. I put that in there. I rise. Because he said, you have to make it personal. You got to know what's in you. Even though, yes, it's good when the Lord used being a woman of God to bless you. But you got to know the anointing is already in you because the Holy Spirit, what is already in us. And because the Holy Spirit is already in us, all we got to do is allow the Holy Spirit to move, meaning we move out the way so that the Holy Spirit can do what he wants to do in us. When we realize what we carry and who we are, we are glory carriers, meaning that the glory of God is in us. So when we walk, wherever we go, we are light. We shine real bright, no matter what comes around us? What's dark around us? Because the Holy Spirit is in us, we outshine darkness. So you got to know, whatever situation you came in here with today, know that when you walk out this door because you have taken this word. God didn't send this man of God all the way here to you as just to come here and eat some banku. He could have ate banku at home, matter of fact. Hallelujah. But he sent this great man of God here. He didn't talk about himself. You know, when most men and women of God come on a pulpit, they say, well, I've started this ministry. I've started this business. I've, I've healed this person. I lay hands on this person. The devil came. Ah, he came with a word saying God. And that's what we need right now. God. So know that God sent this great man of God here today for you. To speak a word to you. To speak a word to us in this house. We are, I am honored that he even came to this house. He could have went to any other house. But he came to this house to break forth that word. To say, keep doing what you're doing. Keep preaching what you're preaching, the word of God. Know that when you're preaching God's word and long as the power of God is invested in you, guess what? It's going to reach the multitude that it needs to reach. You are blessed today to have heard this word under the sound of our voice. Even if you're here in the sanctuary or on the pot, wherever you are, you have heard the great man. I know you hear him all over, but today you heard something that came out of his belly for you. So thank God. That he sent them all the way here to U.S. You know, it ain't no easy flight here from here to Ghana. What is it, a 10-hour, sometimes 30-hour, if you're not lucky. Amen. If you don't get that 10-hour, what, 11-hour flight, you would be on, what, 
to 30 hour, right? 20 to 30 hour transitioning from country to country. But thank God he got a straight shot. But God sent him all the way here for a reason. So those that is having service, I know you usually have service on Sunday. You need to connect with the man of God. Because maybe the man, the God is going to use the man of God to come in your house. To bless your house. Because when a word, when a seed is released in a house that is a right now seed, it begins to what? Jirinate, begins to grow, begins to grow, begins to break forth something. And allow the Lord to speak. Take away any pride. Take away any puff upness, any arrogance. Oh, this, no. Because he's a humble man of God. And if God has a word to speak through him just for the house, know that God has been thinking about you. God have heard your prayer. And we have we have acknowledged what God is saying to us in this house. And we are grateful for that word. And we're going to go ahead and shut off because we're going to pray. we got somebody that I want us to pray for. And I want us to go offline. Amen. As we begin to pray. But before we do that, I want to thank everybody for joining us. And we definitely again want to thank you, uh, Pastor Benedict O'Toole. God bless you. Amen. International Charismatic Church, Asuman Branch, Zadok Temple, all the way from Ghana, Accra. God bless you, man of God. And also the, uh, the sanctuary there back home because, you know, he's here. So somebody has to take care of the house of God there. So we thank God for the great leaders that's back home taking care of the house of God and the women of God that is taking care of the house of God as their pastor is here doing the work here. Even though he came for one assignment, but God will always use him for his assignment. Amen. And I thank God for him being ready to do that. Amen. God bless you. We thank you. And um, just can't wait to get back to Ghana. Hallelujah. The month is coming. I'm, I'm counting them down. I'm ready. I'm going back really soon. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank God for you, Christian, for being here. Well, people don't even know, the woman of God, you know, she actually grew up in Kenya. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so, yeah, so she, she's not just an American, hallelujah, <laughs> she, she, yes, yeah, so she understand, hallelujah, ministry over in Africa, amen, she actually grew up in Kenya, she was born, she was everything, and then came back here in her um, early teens, or um, uh, maybe early adulthood, but was raised there, so she understand, amen, she understands spiritual things there, hallelujah, amen, well, she told me that when, we begin to talk more and more. Hallelujah. It was just a blessing to know. That's why I think the interaction, how God connected us, amen, international, hallelujah. So you never know who you're among, amen. So don't, don't get it twisted by the outside, hallelujah. Know what's on the inside, amen. So we thank God for, for you, amen, for being here with us as well. And it's nothing like having, like, your own, like, I'm not, like, you know, saying my own, but having a nurse in the house. Because, you know, back in the day, you know, back in our, when our mothers was in the church, you know, they had a, a, a nursing ministry, right? They came out, they had on the whites and everything, and they took care of the church. They made sure not just the pastor was okay, but they took care of the congregation. You know, now, you know, they just take care of the pastor. They don't too much take care of the congregation, but back then they took care of everybody. It wasn't just a, even though, yes, we want them to take care of the great men and women of God, but it wasn't singled out like that. They took care of everybody in the church. 
So we just thank God that God is bringing that back around, that he's bringing those that can take care of all of us in the church. Amen. Because it's nothing like having somebody that understands medical terms and things like that, especially when there's so many things going on. So we just thank God for marketplace ministry, that God is bringing great men and women of God into the house of God, no matter what their background is. But he's also, like uh, Pastor Benedict said, he's pushing them. He's pushing them because God don't want them to be so lenient on us to pray all the time, doing this for them all the time. But we must, what, teach them. We must teach them. We must, what, incorporate in them. We must, what, cultivate the gift that's in them so that they will be ready. So guess what? If we have to rush out the country, they'll be able to stand here on this pulpit and be able to teach God's word. Amen. And they'll be able to teach truth. Amen. And we don't have to worry about nothing being destructive while we're gone. So we have to pour and teach our people, those that are God is bringing up. We can't look at where they come from. We can't look at it because we always look at sometimes the bad things about them. But what we don't understand is that God has already forgiven them. And we go in our closet and look at the bad things that we have done. And God saved us by grace. Come on now. Why can't he save them by grace? And they're coming with power. They're coming with demonstration. So most of us are generous in the Lord. And the Lord want us not to sit down, but he want us to incorporate our wisdom into those that are coming. And let them be the forerunners. Let us sometimes sit back and let them be trailblazers because they got some great ideas. They got some energy. They're they ready. They, they're hungry for the Lord. Their hearts is right for the Lord. But sometimes because we've been in the ministry for 50 years, we want things our way, how we want to do it. When God is saying, no, I'm doing a new thing. Amen. God bless everybody. We thank you for joining us, Soul International Outreach Network. God bless you, Apostle Joe. God bless you for being here. Amen. Hallelujah. Being part of this ministry. Amen. And we don't take it for granted for all the other great individuals that's also in collaboration with this ministry, the outreach. Amen. So we just thank God for just using little old us. Amen. In the, in, in, the, in, the, in the Cincinnati area. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But we are great in the kingdom of God. Amen. So we're going to go ahead and leave you. We love you. Anybody out there that I always say this, I know you know Christ. You have heard of Jesus. But you may not have accepted him as your Lord and Savior. It's a difference. You've heard of him. Your grandmother talked about him. Your aunt, somebody said something about Jesus. Or you just heard Jesus. But you just did not have accepted him as your Lord and Savior. And some, maybe you really didn't hear. But guess what? Today is your day. You can accept him as your Lord and Savior. Accept him right now. Confess with your mouth. Believe with your heart that he died for you. That he went to Calvary for you. He has forgiven your sins. He has given you a clean slate. He loves you. Accept him in your heart today. Confess with your mouth that he is your Lord and Savior. Confess in, with your mouth that he died for you. And that he, he's willing to bring you into the fold. All you have to do is receive him right now. Believe and know by faith that he can wipe away every sin from you right now. Take away forgive, um, unforgiveness from bitterness, any, anything that is holding you back. Let it go because the Lord God has forgiven you when you accept him as your Lord and Savior. And guess what? He got something special for you. Open up your mouth wide and you'll receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and it will have great power. You'll be able to tread over it. Now, I'm going to tell you, it ain't going to be easy because when you come over to the other side, the devil mad. But guess what? God will give you the strength. 
He will send you divinely to individuals that can help you cultivate the gift to get in your word, to give you wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. So when you open up the scriptures and you open up the word of God, God will give you understanding. And the word of God will begin to abuse you. And your faith begins to become stronger because the word of God says your faith, it says, um, the word of God says that um, we, because, um, sorry, I just got, I just got like sidetracked. <laughs> Our faith is come by, by hearing and hearing the word of God. Hallelujah. By hearing and hearing the word of God. We got to continue to hear to hear the word of God. Study the word of God. Meditate on the word of God. When you hear and hear and meditate and meditate and read and read and study and study, your faith grow. Your faith gets stronger. Through your test, it gets stronger. Do it allows you to believe more. Come on over. God is waiting for you. We love you as you are. You don't have to get yourself all cleaned up to come over. Come as you are. God saved me inside a bar. I was in there in the bar drinking. Come on now. In a bar, and he saved me. Saved me. I wasn't drinking something light. I was drinking something hard. He saved me. And then I still backslid, and he saved me again. And it saved me again. And look at me now. And I'm still becoming. I haven't always become. I'm still becoming. But I know better in other areas. But it's only by God's grace. So if he can do it for me, he can do it for you. No matter what situation you're in, he's ready. And guess what? We welcome you into the fold in Jesus' name. God bless you. And until next time, we love you. I'm Lady Apostle. And again, we thank God for our guest pastor, Pastor Benedict O'Toole. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. And glory to God. Amen. And I want us to go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and uh, um, cut this off here. I wanted us to.